0: We are wrapping up the, uh, the the Relent series today, and uh, in case you guys maybe are, are new today or, or haven't been around for the last few weeks, this month has all always, it, or it's, it's been about taking a step back. How many of you guys know that in life, things get loud? Just the background noise, all right, the input from people, input from friends and family and media and whatnot, things just get loud. And, and in life, things can begin to drown out the things that really matter. And this month is all about really this, this season for, for really the whole church is all about taking a step back. And, uh, and, and what we've been talking about is drawing closer to God. James Ford says, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. And so whenever we kind of go into a season like this, I believe it's a time to really take a step back and, uh, and look inward. Say, God, where am I at? What we did is we looked over the last few weeks, we looked at devotion, at word, reading the word and prayer and worship and uh, how those things are really just communicating with God and how we can draw closer to God through that. We looked at, last week we looked at reverence and, uh, and, and really having humility, How many of you know that humility is not a place of weakness? It's really a place of strength, okay? And whenever you approach God in that way, he responds. Uh, The second week, we talked about renewal, which was about confession and repentance. Uh, Look, if you weren't here for that week, I'd really encourage you to go look uh, and, and, and listen to it, because I believe confession and repentance are two of those subjects that it's been so misunderstood by people it's, there's such a negative connotation to it whenever really hits this beautiful thing that it's gifts that god gives us okay to stay in connection with him and in communion with him and today we're talking about uh, the sacraments which if you grew up in church you know those words it's kind of like okay i, I kind of know what they mean for some of you you're like what did you just say Should you say, excuse me, after you say that, you know, like what, what is the sacraments? Well, the sacraments uh, simply put are, are outward and visible signs of an inward and spiritual commitment. Okay. And the two sacraments that we, we acknowledge are baptism and communion. And so now all of you that thought I cursed or something when I said that, right? You're like, oh, baptism. Okay. Why didn't you just say that? You know? They're outward signs of an inward and spiritual commitment. And these two things, they're not rituals, okay? Baptism and communion are not ritualistic. They're actually participatory. And I hope that today, as we talk about it, you will see the value of these two, uh, these two sacraments in your life. And that each of you would look at them and say, uh, number one, baptism, yes, I have been baptized and and I'm moving forward in that. And also communion, which we're gonna receive communion later today, that it would be something that we, we take with reverence, that we take with uh, with meaning and it not just be the part of the service that we eat that stale little cracker tasting thing and some weird old juice, okay? Because that's not what it's about. It's about something that means a lot more than that, okay? So so baptism is a, a, a one-time experience. It's a, it's a one-time thing in your life. Um, and then communion is something that we do consistently. Some people, it's, it's every day. Some people, it's every time that they come together with other believers. Uh, we hold it at least one time a month here. Uh, sometimes it was in our first Wednesday services. Today, it's on Sunday, but it's a time. Uh, it's very important, and we're going to really delve into the meanings behind why we do what we do in those moments, but I really wanted to, ta- uh, to, to tell you that that these things like anything else in our walk with god can become ritualistic they can become religious and to think about religion is it it takes what god meant as a gift and it converts it into something that's a grind okay god has given take confession and repentance right gifts from god but yet somehow some way through I think it's just humanity. We're just really good at making things terrible. <laughs> you know? We're really good at taking good things and making them awkward, and making them weird, and and making them like rules and harsh. Whenever God's like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> that's not that's not what I meant. That's not what it's not was that's not my original intent. And these things can become grinds whenever they're supposed to be gifts. I wanted to illustrate you to you baptism and communion, uh, sort of like a couple that gets together and gets married, all right? And and we all we all know how this works. Uh, two people, they, they meet each other. They sometimes fall in love, right? You know what I'm talking about? Fall in love. I, I don't know, just one day I looked in his eye, I just fell in love, right? And uh, But if you talk to somebody and they say that they've fallen in love with somebody, and it's, what do you say? Is it serious? Oh, it's serious, you know? Which do you think that, and he's the one? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you know, they, get, <laughs> they get all butterflies and all that kind of stuff, right? Which we talked a lot about that last month when it comes to family and marriage, but, but there's the butterflies. And then there's that moment of, are you going to pop the question? Like, are you gonna get married? And it's like, I'm gonna ask her. Like, yeah, I got the ring. Look at the ring. It's 300 bucks on eBay, but look at the <laughs> ring. It's awesome. <laughs> A really good looking ring but then the moment comes where the knee is bowed right and and you ask him to marry you and i'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest with you i I wasn't ready for the level of commitment that happened whenever i uh, asked nadine to marry me Uh, it was up in copeland's restaurant up in hattiesburg which is no longer there unlike our marriage which is still here okay Whenever we left Copeland's, we were on the way home and we were calling people, oh, you know, taking pictures and all the good stuff and all excited. And, but there was this level of commitment that had already taken place. At that moment, for me to have walked away and, and gone on a date with somebody else, that would have been inappropriate, right? And we all know that. We all have that, that thing inside of us. is like, oh no, you, I mean, you've committed yourself. Yeah, maybe not legally, but heart-wise, you're completely committed to that person. You're engaged, all right? That's your fiance. And nowadays, I think that whole process has been a little bit cheapened, but but it is the way it's supposed to be, right? You get, you get engaged, and then the wedding day. It's where you invite everybody out. It's like, what's up, y'all? Like, we're doing this thing, and then you vow your life to one another. Now, many people focus more on the wedding day than they do the, the actual marriage. Again, go back to the family series. We talked a little bit about that, but but it, it is the wedding day. Everybody comes together. You celebrate it. And then what happens every year on that date? What do you do? You have an anniversary and you celebrate it perpetually. And that's really the way that I kind of look at our journey with God, which also in the Bible, we are the bride of Christ, right? The church. And and God correlates that journey with, with that relationship that we have with one another. And what does it look like? Well, it looks like God draws us. That's what it says. It says that God draws us. A lot of us, we think that we choose God, but, but actually it might be the other way around, right? But he, he draws us, and then there's this moment of commitment. I look at it like the engagement. Whenever we commit our lives to God and we say, Lord, I, you know, I surrender my heart to you. Sort of like an engagement. I know that legally, right? I know that, I know that legally for all you Bible scholars, well, at that moment, you are legally a right. I understand that. I understand that. But I'm talking about the heart side of it. Whenever you vow your life to God, there's this, there's this commitment that takes place. And then what happens? The wedding ceremony. Well, the way that we look at the ceremony, is sort of like baptism, you know, one of the ways that we actually refer to baptism is like the wedding ring of Christianity. Okay? It, it, it's that time that you can look back and remember the commitment that you made. And also, another side of it is, is kind of going public. Like, hey guys, I've made this, this personal commitment and I wanna, I wanna be baptized before all of you. We'll look at what all these, the baptism and all that kind of stuff really means in a second. But heart wise, it's this, this level of commitment that you walk into. And then, I look at communion sort of like the anniversary where we look back and we remember that day, we remember that time, we remember what Jesus did. And so, so with that word picture, let's kind of delve into this, 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 the, the sacraments, the baptism, the communion, what does it really represent? Why is it so important? I think that might be a good question that some of you ask. What is the big deal about getting baptized? Like, like can I be baptized and not be baptized and, and still be saved? Absolutely. But should you be baptized? Absolutely. There's a lot of those things in the Bible, by the way. Well, do I need this in order to know? Well, should I? Should I? Yes. But where's the line? I don't know. And that's not good enough for some people. They need black and white. Everything is black and white. Ah. ah not all the time. But some people teach that you've got to be baptized in order to be saved. That's not biblical. We don't believe that. So if you've been indoctrinated with that today, you can go ahead and say, whew, just another gray area that's been cleaned up for me a little bit, right? Why is baptism so important? Well, Romans 6, 3 through 4 talks a little bit about it. It says, or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in death? Now, I do want to say that there's different types of baptisms, There's baptism into Christ and water baptism, spirit baptism, there's death. There's all these different types of baptisms. And uh, here, I believe it's it's probably more referring to baptism into Christ as opposed to water baptism. However, the deal is it's the same word picture. It's the same illustration that's used. It it, it tells us the same thing. Christ Jesus is baptism, we join him in his death. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism, And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we may also live new lives. And so here's here's the statement about baptisms. When we are baptized, we participate in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Okay? It's not just a ritual, it's actually something that we are doing that is participating in what Jesus went through. It's very, very powerful. His death, obviously we know Jesus was, was crucified, but in his death, the significance for us is that as we are being laid down, we are dying to the old man. We are dying to the sinful nature that we were born into. All of us in this room, we were born into the situation called sin. And as we participate with Jesus in his death, we are dying to that way of living. And then the burial is significant because it's like that old man being put away right? And then whenever you come out of the water, it signifies you coming and being raised to new life, a new way of thinking, a new way of acting, a clean slate. Does it do something? Is there power in the water? Uh, No, No, not. I mean, here it's just Gulfport tap water, okay? All right. It's what it represents. There's power in it. And I believe it's significant also, look, Jesus was baptized. Go and read the account when Jesus was baptized. There's such, such significance in it. And again, you walk away remembering that moment that you were baptized. What happens whenever you walk away from a wedding ceremony? You get the ring on your finger. You're marked. There's something, there's something significant about this little bitty band around the finger. There's something powerful about it. It says, I'm taken. We know what it means uh, you know, in, on this level right here, we understand what the, what the wedding ring means. And we also understand whenever somebody's not wearing their wedding ring, we're like, he's not wearing his ring, mm. you know? He could have like forgot it on the sink, right? That morning, whenever he washed his hand, it don't matter. Why don't you have your ring on, right? There's significance in it, man. We look at that, that's got some power to it, right? <laughs> right? I'm just going to the gym so I can't, uh, I got one of these Quayla rings that's like, you know, don't get hung up on anything. Uh, You can wear them, you can wear them wherever you go, right? It's significant. It means something, right? I believe baptism is significant. There's a lot of people that they get saved, they commit their lives to God, but for whatever reason, they don't take that next step. it's biblical, it's all up in the Bible, but they don't take that next step. It'd be like getting engaged but never getting married. (coughs) Which again, nowadays, that's normal it's not it's not it's not how it's supposed to go it's supposed to be there's supposed to be marriage right so let's go biblical with it where there's there's a marriage ceremony what's the deal with that somebody walks around without a wedding ring we get weird but somebody can walk around in the church and say i'm not going to get baptized i don't see the significance of it and it's like man it is biblical i think we need to see the value in it it's not just ritual It's this participatory action that we are taking with Jesus. It is significant and it's all throughout the word of God. We just grabbed one of the illustrations, but as you read the word of God, you'll see the significance of baptism. But it's also just a great day that you can look back and remember. You can remember that was a a significant moment in my life. Actually in in the Bible, there's times whenever Paul uh, refers back to people's day of baptism, not necessarily their day of salvation, right? I don't really remember the day that me and Nadine got engaged. I I just can't remember the day. She probably does, but I remember our wedding date most of the time. (laughs) July uh, 23rd, yes, yes. Give me a second, because that's a significant moment, 22nd. See, all right, all right, hold on. (laughs) Let me explain, let me explain. And all the men are gonna know what's up for me. Life began on the 23rd, okay? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, the honeymoon, I mean, the bills, all that kind of stuff, 23rd. The 22nd for her was everything. I was like, I don't know about what's going on in the wedding. Like, I'm just walking up the center aisle, tell me what to wear, it's all good. By the way, ladies that are getting married, can I just, guys, this is, I mean, back me up. <laughs> like, we don't really care that much about the color of the flowers or like any color. Thing, really. <laughs> like, we just want to get through it, and you still love us by the end of it, okay? So, like, that's where things are at. Guys, if you're engaged, I'm just trying to help you out, man. It's tough. It's tough. So that's why the 23rd was so important. <laughs> All right. Rest of the rest of the day is going to be a little bit awkward for me, so it's okay, it's fine. No, we're secure, we're secure. I want to encourage you, if you have not been baptized, if you have, if you have committed your life to God, but you have not been baptized, April 15th, on a Sunday morning, we're going to be baptizing uh, a lot of people, a lot of people on the April 15th, okay, all three locations. And so I want to encourage you to go to northwood.tv slash baptize and sign up and pre- participate participate take the next step of your walk with God some of you are waiting for something and I don't know what it is let's just approach what the Word of God says with simplicity all right simplicity Jesus said to be baptized we should be baptized the next thing is that is communion and again Many of us in this room, we have been raised up in different denominations, different ways of receiving communion, and what happens whenever we take communion, and things kind of get a little bit weird when it comes to, isn't it crazy, every single thing that the Word of God says, that Jesus says to do, we somehow, some someway, we, we, we mess it up. <laughs> we get it all weird, and then all of a sudden we start different churches based off of how we see it. And then we point fingers at each other for who does it right and who does it wrong. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just dumb. I'm just too dumb, right? Maybe that's the thing. I say it sometimes. Maybe I'm just too dumb, too, too simplistic. I just think that it's, things are pretty simple. And I think, like, why does the church have to argue about every little thing? I don't know. I don't have time for it, though. Here's what happens whenever we take communion. When we take communion, we remember the sacrifice of Jesus. That's what happens. Whenever we stop and we take a bite of the bread or the cracker or whatever it is that, in that moment and, and drink the juice or the wine, or right? We remember the sacrifice of Jesus. Matthew 26 says this. This is the Last Supper. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it, for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink from it, for this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It's poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Very simple. It's the words of Jesus. He's like, do this to remember what I'm at this moment about to do. My blood that's gonna be shed to confirm the covenant that I have with you. Beautiful words. This is something that we do together to remember and also celebrate this covenant, to celebrate what Jesus did. What, what is the anniversary? It's a time that you, you take a break and you remember the covenant that you made with one another. That's what communion is. Listen to what Isaiah 53, five says, but he was pierced for our rebellion He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. We could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Did you know that Jesus came and he did what he did? He died how he died. He was raised again so that you could be made whole. Like body, soul, spirit, every part of you made whole. Now there's some parts of us that will not be made whole until we transition through death into life for believers, okay? But for right now, our spirit man can be made whole. It's so what Jesus did for us. This is, this is the, what we celebrate. This is what we take a moment and, and let the noise just kind of be put on mute. Remember the sacrifice that Jesus took for us. Right now, if you don't have one, uh, your communion elements, would you go ahead, and, go ahead and raise your hand? Can we get some people to kind of help hand these out? I wanna make sure that everybody's got the opportunity for this. Before we receive this, I wanna take a second and, and talk to all of you in this room. And I really want all of your attention because I believe that this is extremely important right here. Communion is something that is supposed to be taken by believers. People who in their heart and, in their, and, and like, like deep inside of them say, I believe in Jesus and I believe that he died and rose again. It's not something to be taken outside of that covenant, outside of that commitment. I also believe this, I believe that all of us die twice. I believe that it's up to us when that is and and what succession that is in. And this is the way that I look at it. I look, as we are saved and and baptized, I believe that, again, it's significant in the fact that we are dying, dying to that old way of living. That's the first death. And I believe that the second one is whenever we die physically. But as believers, the next step is full of life. But but then for unbelievers, I also believe that there's also two deaths. It's just a little bit different. And the first death is the physical death. But the second death is spiritual death. That's where you're separated from God for all of eternity. And that's Bible. A lot of people don't like to talk about it because it's very negative. However... Whenever the truth is spoken in love, I believe that it produces a great result. So if you're in this place and you've never had that moment where you say, I believe in Jesus, I surrender to him, it's, it's actually not that difficult. The Holy Spirit draws, the Holy Spirit convicts, and we respond. So before we receive this together, I want to give each and every single one of you a moment to say yes to Jesus. It's not a big, long, drawn-out prayer. This is This is it. The question is, do you believe that Jesus died on a cross for your sins, that he loves you, that his grace is there to cover your sin and to clothe you in his righteousness, his right standing with God? Do you believe in that, that gospel, that good news? And if you do right now in your heart, say, yes, I believe. I believe that. It's that simple. God changes you not a person, not a certain ritual, not a certain pattern, He changes you. And all you have to do is say, I believe. So right now with this commitment, I want us to all take this, this cracker. This, it represents the body of Jesus that was broken for us. And right now, God, we bless this. We thank you for sending Jesus to take the stripes on His back for our healing. And we receive it together right now. Let's eat it. In the same way, Jesus, we thank you for your blood that was shed for us to pay the price of sin that we could never pay. Jesus, you are blameless. You lived this life in a way that we could never do it. If we had a, a thousand tries, but Jesus, you did it. And you did it for us so we thank you for this pure blood that was shed for the remission of our sin we remember it and we drink it together now come on church let's stand to our feet just all close our eyes if you feel comfortable just lift your hands God, we just surrender our hearts to you right now. Father, we thank you for the blood that was shed for us. And today, we are thankful, we are full of gratitude for your goodness. Jesus, that you have redeemed us, that you have restored us, that you have brought us back into right standing with the Father. So grateful, God. Lord, would you fill us with your spirit? Would you fill us with your power? let's worship together.
1: Thanks so much for watching Northwood Church. Wherever you're watching from, we want you to know that we consider you family. We as a church want to help people know God, and our hope is that today you are encouraged and closer to God through this program. If you just prayed that prayer, first let me say congratulations. Starting your relationship with God is the best decision you can make but it's also just a start. And we wanna help you on your journey of faith. If you're watching and you wanna become a partner in what God is doing in South Mississippi through Northwood Church, you can give simply by texting the amount you wanna give to the number 228-215-3421. Again, that number is 228-215-3421. By giving, you're helping local food pantries, women's resource centers, missions, outreaches, and so much more. Even just $5 can go a long way. Again, text the amount to two two eight two one five three four two one. 215 3421 Northwood is one church in multiple locations. We have a campus in Gulfport, Wiggins and Long Beach, Mississippi, and we'd love to see you there. You can check out our website, northwood.tv, for service times and directions. Be sure to connect with us at northwood.tv or on social media to stay up to date with all the exciting things happening around Northwood Church. Thank you for watching and we hope to see you soon.